autograph. Just receive it. Just receive it. Just receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Are y'all ready this morning? Y'all ready for the word this morning? I'm here to tell you right now, this word that, that we're about to share with you this morning, <laughs> woo, you're not going to be, you're going to hear, but you're going to have to hear, you're going to have to hear, you're going to have to hear again. You're not going to, you're going to hear it, but this, see, some things are caught and some things are taught. I'm going to teach you, but you're going to have to catch it in order to receive it. And it's pertinent to what's going on today. I will tell you, I have never taught this message like this today, ever. But when you hear it, if yes, sir, he says, if you come with ears to hear, you will hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying unto us today. See, it's just, yes, sir. He says, like in the book of Revelation, many people read the book of Revelation and they see, but they don't see. They hear, but they don't hear because their heart has to be open and ready to receive what the spirit of the Lord is trying to say unto them. So if you have ears to hear, you will hear what it is that the spirit of the Lord has to say to you today. In the name of Jesus. So, Father, I've already prayed and I asked you to give people ears to hear and eyes to see, hearts open and ready to receive the engrafted word that will ultimately change your life forever. And I'm not talking about in the sweet by and by. I'm talking about right now. Right now. Right now. Are you ready? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I make this declaration and we're going to jump right in. For the in his quarters, Isaiah 61 and 1, it says this. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, to open the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, a day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all who mourn. And to give unto them beauty for ashes of oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And they, those who are anointed, shall build the old ways. They shall raise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. Who is God going to use to do this? Those who are anointed, those who have the spirit of the Lord God upon them, those who ca have called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he shared with me this doing praise and worship. So I'm going to give you this scripture first, and then I'm going. it's going to be good. It's going to be good. He says this in Isaiah chapter 43. He says this. He says, in Isaiah 43 and 18, he says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Everybody say new thing. 
He is doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. When is he going to do it? Now. God is doing a new thing. When is God going to do it? Now. now. He says, now it shall spring forth. What's going to spring forth? The new thing. He says this. He says, shall you, he says, and shall you not know it? He says, I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. In other words, I, God said, I'm going to make the impossible possible for all those who make the decision to believe. What I'm about to share with you right now, I'm telling you, even in the body of Christ, most people have not do not understand and see what is actually going on around them. Why? We talked about this last week. Distractions. Distractions. They're distracted with this. They're distracted with that. And it's, it's by design. The adversary will, has done that by design to get you to be distracted. But not after today. Because we're going to give you the game plan. If I was to give this name, the this message a title, and I gave it, I had a couple of different titles throughout the week, but this is the title uh, uh, he gave me this morning as I was coming in, Hiding in Plain Sight. Hiding in Plain Sight. Now, uh, in accordance to Isaiah, oh, yes, sir. Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise, and thank you for this opportunity in your word. We thank you that our preaching and teaching will not be with the Tyson words of man's wisdom, but a demonstration of spirit and power. Holy Spirit, we know you're already here because you came in when we came in. We invite you to move up and down each and every hour, touch each and every person. We would expect minds to be renewed, hearts to be changed, eyes to be opened, ears to hear, that people will hear and see and understand what the spirit of the Lord is saying unto us today. Father, may you be glorified in all that I say and do. I decrease that you may increase. Confirm your word with signs, miracles, and wonders that the people's faith not lie not in the wisdom of men, but in the word uh, and power of God. Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise for it right now. In Jesus' name, let us all say amen. amen. Now turn with me, if you will, over to Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hiding in plain sight. Now, this word says this. It says that Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 says this. Is, and this is your word of the Lord for you today. You ask for a word. Lord, what do I do when all this stuff is going on? They put us on lockdown. Now they're trying to make it up. Lord, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? This is your answer. He says, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Now receive it. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. I receive it. For darkness shall, shall cover the earth and deep darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you. Say, I receive it. The Lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear upon you. So even in the midst of darkness in the earth and gross darkness among the people, the glory of the Lord is gonna rise upon you and it will even appear on you. And this is what's gonna happen when that glory rises upon you and you receive it and you begin to walk in it. He says, nations, talking about people, will come to your light. Why are they gonna come to the light? Because they are in darkness. Did y'all see that part? 
but you cannot give light if you walk in darkness with the people who are already walking in darkness. Did y'all see that part? You cannot give what you do not have. So if you in darkness, like they in darkness, guess what's gonna happen? Dark on dark has no effect. But light on darkness has great effect. And even kings, kings to the brightness of your rising. In other words, they're gonna see the light, the glory of God upon you and even kings and prime ministers and presidents and MPs and senators and all and all leaders throughout the world are going to come to that light. Whose light is it? The light, the glory of God. Whose light is it? The glory of God. Who is it all about? God. So when people are in darkness, God is going to cause his light to rise upon you and they're going to come to the light that's shining on the inside of you. And the only way they're going to be able to see that light shine on the inside of you is when you begin to let your light shine. Do I have your attention? Are you ready to go further? Okay, this and I'm going to show you why. I'm going to show you what's going on right now and what it's, what it's setting up for. Now, turn with me to Matthew chapter six. <clears throat> Matthew chapter six. I'm gonna be reading out an amplified version and it reads as follows. And uh, Matthew chapter six, verse 24 says this, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise. That word despise means lightly esteem. Lightly esteem, esteem. You cannot serve God and mammon. What is mammon? Money, possessions, fame, status, or whatever is valued more than the Lord. So you cannot serve God and try to serve, worship at the altar of money, worship at the altar of possessions, worship at the altar of fame, worship at the altar of status or anything or whatever you is valued in your mind higher than the Lord. There, he's, so Jesus says, therefore, I'm telling you, stop being worried or anxious perpetually uneasy, distracted about your life. Who's Jesus talking to? Believers. Why are you being distracted? Why are you being worried? Why are you being fearful about your life? As And these are the things you're concerned about. What will I eat or what will I drink or about your body as to what will I wear is not life more than food and your body more than clothes? In other words, Jesus says, all these things that you're being concerned about have little to no value compared to your life. He's telling you, you cannot worship God, serve God, and try to serve money. Mammon, mammon is, is it was is the demonic worship which is telling you that hey you can get the benefits of God without God 
Mamma is, is, is sharing with you, you have the ability, it's a spirit, it's a spirit of mammon. And what that spirit tells you, hey, I can give you everything you need, but you don't need God in order to get it. It's a system. It's not just a spirit. It is a system. And I'm going to share it with you today. The simple de definition for the word mammonous is money. Treasure personified riches which are opposed to God. You want to know a great example of that? Put your finger there, turn me to book of Revelation. There's nothing new that's under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. And I'm reading out of Revelation chapter three, verse 14, which says this. It says, and I'm reading out of King, New King James Version. It says, and unto the angel of the church of Laodicea, write, these things saith amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works. There are neither hot, neither cold or hot. I would that you were hot or cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. Because you have said, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. What was the issue? Their confidence was in the stuff that they had. They, in their minds, hey, I don't need God because I got all this stuff. Don't you see I'm rich? There was self-confidence, self-dependent, self-reliant. I don't need God. That's a spirit. It's a spirit behind that. It's a mindset. And Jesus is right to them, telling them, you can't serve both. What most people don't even realize, and even people in the body of Christ, is there are two different kingdoms in operation in the earth. You have the kingdom of God, and then you have the dominion of darkness. The kingdom of God, and then you have the dominion of darkness. How do you know? For Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 says this. I'm reading out of the Amplified. For he has, talked about Jesus, has rescued us and has drawn us to himself from the dominion of darkness. And he has translated us to the kingdom of his beloved son into the kingdom of God in whom we have redemption because of his sacrifice resulting in the forgiveness of our sins and the cancellation of sin's penalty. So when Jesus went to the cross, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, he went to the cross, he restored the kingdom of God, but he also, when he restored the kingdom of God, he also went for the remission of our sins, not that our sins were atoned for, but that our sins were washed away. Never to be remembered, never to be held against you ever again. But if you think that there's only one system in the earth, you will you will fall into that trap where people say if something goes wrong, God did it. Well, they're partially right, but they're not totally. But they're not talking about the right God, the, the lowercase G-O-D of this world's 
system. Do y'all see this? Now, I know for you all sitting here, this is nothing new. Y'all have heard of this before, but I'm going to show you something about it today. I'm going to see, yes, sir. He says, I'm going to show you how it's manifested in the earth today. There's two systems operating in the earth. The dominion of darkness, the kingdom of God. As a believer, when, Jesus, when we accepted Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, we received Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior and was transitioned from the dominion of darkness. Darkness, sin no longer has authority over us. The adversary has no dominion over us. And we was transitioned into the kingdom of God, back in right relationship with God as a result of believing on what Jesus did for us on the cross. Now, now that we are believers back in the, and now that we are believers, we're followers of Jesus, we're back in the kingdom of God, what is the mo one of the most important things you must do in order to function successfully in the kingdom? You got to renew your mind in accordance to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. He actually says this, he says, do not be conformed to this world or to this age. What does being conformed to this age look like? Being fashioned after, adopt to, to its eternal, external, superficial customs. So how do you know if I'm conforming to this world, I'm fashioning or adapting my life to its external, superficial customs? So he's telling us, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed or be changed. You're like a transformer, more than meets the eye. You got to be transformed. How are you to be transformed? By the entire, not partial, by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. So he's telling you, hey, I, I want to I put you up on this. You can't serve two. You can't serve two masters. You're either going to serve God or you're going to serve the at, the at the altar of mammon. Because there's two, two, two different systems in operation in the earth right now. And you are the deciding factor, not God. You are the deciding factor, not God, on which one you're going to yield to. Now you say, what does that have to do with today? I'm so glad you asked because I'm going to give you three examples of what the, the system of mammon looks like in 2021. First example, it's called state capitalism. State capitalism, in a nutshell, state capitalism is this, the practice of the federal government taking ownership and management control of otherwise private businesses. The idea behind state capitalism is inherently socialistic. So what is state capitalism? 
It is the practice of the federal government taking ownership and management control of otherwise private businesses. Is going on right now. What's the second? What? Yes, sir. He's. But this is the thing. Don't target the people. It's not about the people. It's the spirit behind the people. Do y'all do y'all hear that? If you just target the people and don't deal, if you only try to deal with the individuals and don't deal with what's driving them, you have not changed anything. I need you to hear that. If you just target the, 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 the people, the party or whatever the case may be, cause there's multiple party. And he showed me this this morning. He says, you think it's just in one party. He says, but it's across all parties. He says, because it is a spirit, it's spirit driven, not party driven. So you may see it show up in liberals here in Canada. You will see different phases of it show up. As we read, you're gonna be able to identify who's who. You're gonna find out, you will see more of it here in Canada in the NDP but you will even see it show up in the progressive party as well. Cause it has nothing to do with parties. It's about individuals. Mm -hmm. All right. Second type that's in the earth today is called democratic socialism. Democratic socialism. And it goes like, as you, I'll give you a good example was in the United States here in this past election, Bernie Sanders. He describes himself as a democratic socialist and forces, forcibly argues that America would be better off if it were substantially raised taxes on high income earners and put more control in the hands of the federal government. You know what, the, I wanna say it, but he says not yet. He actually went on to argue that democratic socialism would be any, would be, wouldn't be anything like uh, totalitarianism, Marxism uh, regimes of the past because the people would be in charge. All socialists describe themselves as democratic. And usually win favor with people by promising to restore power to the people through democratic relations. So it, it is, is, is set up by, hey, we'll raise higher taxes on this and we'll give, uh, give uh, put more control of the, of the, more control in the hands of the federal government. And hey, it's gonna work out great for you, little Bobby. Why? Because, hey, power to the people. And that's how they win favor with people. It's called deception. Can I tell you, can I give you two 2021 examples of democratic socialists in the earth today? Cuba and North Korea. Go do some research on Korea, North Korea right now. Those people are, are impoverished and the only one living high on the hog is the one with all the power. 
You know, they actually made a movie to try to kind of simulate this, but they, did, they probably didn't even know what they was doing when they did it. You ever seen that movie Hunger Games? Where people are impoverished and the only one living high off the hall are what they consider to be the elite. Third version of, of mammon operating in the earth today, Marxism. And guess where they started it at? Guess, guess, guess how they getting the younger generation? Y'all wanna know how? It's in the university. So if I teach you in the university that this is the way things would be and this is how much better it would be, you won't know, you won't be the wiser because you wide open. Your nose is wide open. And Marxism in its simplest form is this, is a political and economical theory where a society has no classes. Every person within the society works for a common good and class struggle is theoretically gone. We all the same, everybody's the same. Everything's beautiful. That's how it's sold. You wanna know, you wanna know a word that they use to, to get you sold on it? Y'all hear it a lot, inclusion. Everybody's welcome. Everybody, come as you are. I receive you. You want to know? And inclusion is this. The practice or policy of providing equal access to opportunities and resources for people who might otherwise be excluded or marginalized, such as those who have physical or mental disabilities and members of other minority groups. It sounds great. It's a man. Every, we just receive everybody just welcome but the spirit behind it is not pure even though it sounds like it i'm gonna tell you, i'm gonna give you a, a even more a better example of it that most people don't they think about but they don't think about it this way how do you think hitler got to reign mm -hmm. he got to reign in the midst of chaos and he came in with ideologies that says, every, every, I'm going to provide for everybody. And people literally, and we're going to blame these people because they're the reason why all this stuff has happened. So I'm going to exalt those who yield, surrender to bow down to me because I'm your source. I'm your supply, not them people and not their God. I'm your supply. So what, what, does, what does mammonism promote? Government is God. Government is God. Because remember, socialist, Marxism, state capitalism all say, give the federal government more control, give them power. And we're all on the same team. There's only one problem about that system is dependent upon people and people by nature are flawed. If you don't have God or have his, his Holy Spirit or have his word as a moral compass for how you make decisions, you inherently, because you're operated according to the kingdom of darkness, will be self-centered, self-righteous and self-confident on anything other than God. That's what mammon promises. Money says, and wealth and prosperity says this. I can get you everything you need and I can get it to you without God.
That's the same thing that the adversary used on Adam and Eve. There's nothing new. You said, man, I don't know if I buy that. Show me an example in the Bible where that happened before. Go to Genesis chapter. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 11. I'll show it to you. Genesis chapter 11. It's hiding in plain sight. Why is all, why, what is it all leading up to? The introduction of the, of the Antichrist. The, the, the person, not the spirit. The spirit of Antichrist is, is already here. But the individual who will come in, and when it seems like all chaos is going on, is going to say, peace, peace. I got a plan. And it comes down to one, one world government. The stage is being set right now. They in dress rehearsal right now. This is not to scare you. This is just to show you what the father said is going on. He said it's hiding in plain sight. He says people are, are chasing the wrong thing. You said show it to you? Man, Doug, I'm going to do it. Thank you, sir. Genesis chapter 11, where, where God had clearly says, hey, this is what I want you to do. And this is when people says, hey, we're going to get the same benefits that God says. We're just not going to do it. Use God in order to get to it. Genesis chapter 11, verse one says this. Now, the whole earth spoke one language and used the same words vocabulary. And as people journeyed eastward, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they settled there. They said one to another, come. Let us make bricks and fire them thoroughly in a, in a killing to harden and strengthen them. So they used brick for stone as building material and they used tar, <clears throat> budiment, asphalt for mortar. They said, come, let us build a city for ourselves and a tower whose top will reach into the heavens. And let us, let who? Let us, let who? Let us make a famous name for ourselves. What did God tell them to do? I need you to go out and I need you to repopulate the earth because this is after the flood. I need you to go out, repopulate the earth, replenish it, subdue it. Go north, south, east, and west. This is an instruction God gave them. They began to do what it is he said. Then they came up with this idea. I know what we'll do. We'll make, we're going we're gonna to come and we're going to build a city for ourselves. And we're going to make a tower to the top, which reaches in the heavens, and let us make a great name for ourselves. In other words, we're going to get all the, the same things that God was talking about. We're just going to do it without God. So that we will not be scattered into the separate groups. What did God tell them to do? Go out, replenish the earth, subdue it. In other words, go north, south, east, and west. At west and replenish the earth. But they said, hey, I got a better idea. This is what we gonna do. And what was they doing? They was transgressing against the command of God because they was being willfully rebellious against what it is he told them to do. 
and be dispersed over the surface of the entire earth as the, now think about this. It says, now Naomi said to themselves, let us make a famous name for ourselves so that we would not be scattered into separate groups and be dispersed over the surface of the entire earth as the Lord instructed. Now the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, behold, they are one unified people and they all have the same language. This is, this is only the beginning of what they will do in rebellion against me. And now no evil thing they imagine they can do will be impossible for them. Come, let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, go down and they're confused and mix up their language so that they would not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the surface of the entire earth and they stopped building their system. City, and what you know what this is the introduction into? The Babylon, what is called now the Babylonian system, mm -hmm. the world system. And the world system still says the same thing today it said thousands of years ago that's why we keep trying to tell people when they come out of i have been enlightened no you're not being enlightened you still you still stuck in your own head trust me i can show you in the word what somebody did exact same thing you said you're going to do right now it did not work then it's not going to work now and matthew chapter 24 even said this world system is destined to fail they're not saying it might. Jesus says it will. Do y'all see this? I mean, it, it, you can cut on your TV right now today and look at everything I just said and you will see it. It's playing out and it's hiding in plain sight. Now, you said... Well, that was back then, man. What about, shoot, we, we got our system together. It's going to be so tight that, hey, we, we don't need no God. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to show it to you. That's what's going to happen even further in the future. Turn with me to Revelation chapter 13. If you don't understand that operating according to this world system is operating, you can be subject to operating according to the Babylonian system. Well, you conform to the Babylonians. That's why God's been telling us, preach the kingdom. Preach the kingdom. Why? Because this world system is destined, is going to fail. This is what the adversary says. Conform to my ways in order to operate my system. Conform to my ways in order to operate in my system. This is what he says in Revelation chapter 13, verse 16. says this. I'm reading out a New American Standard Bible, which reads as follows. And he calls us all small and great and rich and the poor and the free man and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand or in their forehead. And he provides that no one will be able to buy or sell except you have this mark. Neither the name of the beast or the number of his name here is wisdom let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for the number of, is that of a man 
and his number is 666 or what people fear for for whatever reason i don't know the 666 it's about a system it's about a mark in order for you to buy and sell but in order to be able to partake of it you got to bow down at the altar of the, of the, of the adversary Can y'all see? Can you see? Is it plain? It's hiding in plain sight. God says, there's nothing new under the sun. It's not like this is the first time this has ever happened. This is not the first time this has ever happened. People have tried to do it all along. You ever heard about Starling? Starling says, hey, in order for you to affect the world, you got to start with the children. That's why there's an attack on the children. Hey, if I want to introduce this new ideology about, you know, about, you know, your identity and you can be whatever it is that you want to be, I'm not going to wait till you grown because you could be able to, you could sniff me out. But if you're a kid in elementary school, you don't know the difference. Now, I told you, I told you what's going on in plain sight. This is where, remember we've talked about this before, but this is how you understand why God keeps saying, go back to this scripture. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Hallelujah. Whew. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse three says this. <clears throat> I'm reading out the Amplified version. Amplified classic to be exact. For though we walk or live in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Strongholds are wrong or can be wrong patterns of thinking. In so much as we refute we are put off arguments and theories and reasoning and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. So what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to put off any arguments or theories or reasonings or proud and lofty things that set themselves up against the true knowledge of God's word. The world system is, is set up like this. This is how the Babylonian system is set up. It's based off buying and selling. What happens when people are not able to buy and sell? Inflation skyrockets. What does it put people in? First thing people go into is fear. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? If I only understand one way of doing things, man, that system fails, I'm in trouble. Things go, the demand is higher though the supply is less. So what can I do? I can up the prices because I know you are gonna pay for it because you, you gotta have it. Now, if you go to, June and I went to the grocery store one day we went to the grocery store 
the chicken was $8. We went to the same grocery store a week later, that same chicken was $15. I asked the dude, what did what happened to the eight dollar? What did you do with the eight dollar chicken that you didn't do with the fifteen with the fifteen dollar chicken? It's the same chicken, same farmer. The only difference is is the the price went up astronomically. It's going on right now here in the nation of Canada about housing. People are selling houses left, right, and center at astronomical rates. And I told this guy who's, who's in the process of selling the house, I said, dude, they go, they sell these houses at over 500, no, $50,000 to $100,000 more than a house is worth. I said, it's like having a high interest loan car note, car loan. If you ever wanna try to sell that house, you are not gonna get out of it the same amount it took you to get into it. When did we see this before? in the United States, when the housing market crashed in 2008, who did it affect? Everybody, because people could not pay their house notes. They lost their houses, people lost their jobs. They called it a recession. They're calling this what's going on right now, borderline deep depression. is going on right now. And what's, what's the goal? What's the goal? Get the benefits of God without God. All I just need you to do is buy, buy into my system, buy into my, my way of thinking, buy into making government God. The, the unfortunate part about that is, is our government owes China billions the government of the United States owes China trillions. And they're printing money like it's monopoly money. Guess what happens? The more money you print, the less value that money has. China calls in a note. What have you just bowed your knee to? Communism. This is not a, this is actually a message. I'm not talking, I'm just telling you what's going on in the world. I'm going to show you how we overcome. Because though God would never be outdone, ever. In fact, remember I told you, there's the, the dominion of darkness, but then there's the kingdom of God. Whew. Do y'all see why we have to share stuff like this? See, this is not a political message. This has nothing to do with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau or, or, or President-elect uh, Biden. It has nothing to do with them. They are only pawns in the game. Pawns. Tools in the game. But God. Whew. I don't know about y'all, but... <laughs> God told me to tell you this, don't be double-minded. And according to James chapter one, don't be double-minded. He says, he says, if a man lacks wisdom, let him ask God. You say, all these things you're telling me, what am I supposed to do? He said, man, if you lack wisdom, ask God. God gives it to men liberally, generally, and he gives it to you without reproach. He says, he says, but when you ask God for wisdom, 
ask him for wisdom in faith. Without doubting. And not if you're, oh, Lord, give me wisdom. Oh, they go, oh, Lord. No. Ask him for wisdom in faith, not doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven, tossed back and forth. One minute they with God, the next minute they're not. One minute they with God, the next minute they're not. One minute they serving God, and then what's going to happen is, is because all these things are happening. Remember, Matthew 24 tells you, Wars and rumors of war, kingdom against kingdom and famines and plagues and all these things are going to happen. But it's just the birth pains or just the beginning of the birth and of the kingdom age. And it's coming, drawing an end to this world, this world age. But the kingdom of God is already here. You ain't got to wait on the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is already here. Where's the kingdom of God if you're a believer? On the inside of you. It's already on the inside of you. So, yes, uh, fact, are these things going on? Absolutely. Truth is, my God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus simply because I've made a decision to follow the kingdom of God. Now, I told you about all the issues. Let me tell you God's solution. <sighs> Whew, oh, he also told me to tell you this. Guard your heart. Guard all that junk you listen to on TV. What look reading on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Cut that mess. Some of y'all need to delete y'all y'all accounts right today. Heck, while you in service, cut it out because you are you are parroting the world. And I'm telling you, what God is telling you to say has nothing to do with what the government is doing. It's not about your government. I think we have proven that this morning. It's not about your government. So don't talk another day about your government. Cause it's not about your government it's about the government of the kingdom who you who's who you gonna roll with if you roll with jesus you got to roll with the, his kingdom if you're talking about if you're gonna roll with jesus kingdom you got to talk about his kingdom if you talk about your government more than you talk about the kingdom of god you are deceived and you are blind do we speak to the government yes do we give our positions about the government to individuals who can do something about it. Yes. Me talking to Jordan about the government all day long ain't gonna change a darn thing that's going on in the government if I have not talked to God about what's going on in the government and he give me the words to say concerning that. I'm calling you out. Don't be, don't be concrete cranial, it makes no sense. Cause then if I ask you anything about the kingdom of God, you can't tell me one good thing about the kingdom of God except that it exists. And most, that's good, Lord. He said, and most people, even in the church, believe the kingdom of God operating in the earth is future tense. He said, it is not, it is right now. He says, in fact, Jesus said when he showed up, even before Jesus showed up, John the Baptist said, kingdom of God is here. Repent. The kingdom of God is here. When? Now. What did Jesus tell them? The kingdom of God is here. When? Now. What did disciples go out and teach? The kingdom of God is here. When? Now. This is before the cross. What did Jesus talk about when he got, came from the cross? Kingdom of God. What did he tell them to go do? Go throughout the earth, teach, make disciples, followers of me, and teach them what I taught you. You asked me the question. I know, Jerry, you asked, why is that important? I'm going to tell you. Matthew chapter 6. This is where we started. This is where we're going to end. Matthew chapter 6 says this. 
I'm in Matthew chapter six, verse 26. I cannot be even, God says he cannot be even clearer than what he's telling you right now. You, you, I'm telling you what the issue is. I'm telling you the source behind the, what's everything that's going on. And if you walk out this or you cut this off and you go back to what, everything you was doing before, then you can't go back to God and say, God, I didn't know because God gonna say, yes, you did because I told you sitting in that service. I told you over the internet. I told you while you was listening on the podcast, this is what's going on. And this is how you overcome it. He says, I also I'm telling you what to go tell your other sisters and brothers who are in the body of Christ who have not heard what it is that you heard. And for those who are in your family members and your communities and your nations about, he says, but don't spend so much time focusing on the problem as you do the solution. Because most of us are very good. And focusing on the problem. See, this is what's going on. See what they're doing now. They use too much power. They, yeah, you got that part down. But if they say, what's the solution? We don't know. We're going to pray. And God says, I'm telling you this morning what to do. Oh, did I, I, did I miss that? Miss, miss, I forgot to mention this part. You are now accountable for everything I just showed with you. That's what he just said. You are accountable. So you have no excuse. None. What's the cure for this disease known as mammonism? He did not say money was a, was a problem. He didn't say prosperity was a problem. He didn't say wealth was a problem. So all, your, all the religious folks out there, <laughs> see, it's a, no. He didn't say money was a problem. It's about your relationship with money. That you would do anything to get it. You'll do whatever it takes to get it. Now, what's the cure? Matthew chapter six, verse 26 says this. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow, seed, or, nor reap the harvest, nor gather the crops into barns, and yet your heavenly father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you by worrying can add one hour to the length of his life. And why are you worried about clothes? See how the lilies of the, and the flower, wildflowers of the field grow? They do not labor, nor do they spin wool to make clothing. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory and splendor dressed himself like one of these. But if God so clothe the grass of the field, which is alive and green today and tomorrow is cut and thrown as fuel into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of a little bit of faith or short-term faith? Therefore, do not worry. What did you say? Do not worry or be anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted, saying, what are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? For the pagans are those who have no covenant with God. Eagerly seek all these things, but do not worry. So within 
within five, within 10 verses, Jesus has said, do not worry, be anxious three times. For your heavenly father knows that you need them. But what do you do instead of worrying? What do you do instead of being anxious? What do you do instead of saying, woe is me? He says, but seek ye first. But first and most importantly, seek, aim at, and strive after his kingdom, his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. The attitude and character of God and all these things, what things? Food and drink and clothing and housing and all those things will be added or given to you. Chase God, not money. Chase God, not riches. Chase God, not status or fame. Chase God. And then what? All these things will be added to you. So do not worry. That's the fourth time about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I cannot make it even any plainer than that. If you walk out of here or if you click off of here or if you listen to this and you go out and the only thing you focus on is the fact that we talked about state capitalism, democratic socialism and Marxism, he said you missed the whole message because all those things were merely examples of what's going on right now and is hiding in plain sight. And the reason why you don't know that there's a difference is because you have, if you get blinders on and only see, I only know one way of doing things and that's based off of the Babylonian system. And that's why God's been telling churches and pastors and leaders, teach my people the kingdom Teach my, in fact, I was in a meeting yesterday. You know what I was talking about? Keep the fire burning. Teach the people the kingdom. Because what, when what's going to hit is going to hit because there's something that's coming. You won't be able to go back to the Babylonian system. You're going to have to have another way. So I'm telling you. I'm in, I'm like, Paul, I'm beseeching you. Don't sleep on this because when it hits and is about to hit, you will be lost in the sauce. And God says, I always tell you beforehand, before it happens. So you will not be affected by it. You will see things. In fact, I was walking with, walking with Maximus yesterday and I waved to one of my neighbors and they kind of the special kind of neighbors. And uh, I quaved at him, and the guy looked at me, and I like, you know me. Hey, what's going on, man? And he just kind of looked. I'm like, Lord, some people can be so weird at times. He says, don't even let yourself get caught up. He says, because when what happens, happens, the ones who have been thought you was the weirdest will be the exact same ones running to the light because they're in darkness and they don't know what to do. But he says, I have positioned you and I have set you here for such a time as this to fulfill the purposes and plans of my kingdom, not, the, not this world's system. 
choose you this day whom you're going to serve. But as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. And we had we had an opportunity. We had that put to the test this week. And we didn't back down. Hey, this is what this is doing. This is what this is what I am and what I will not do. Now you make a decision what you're going to do. Okay, <laughs> okay, we'll go with you, your, your way. Anybody can talk it, right, Dr. Chair? Anybody can talk it. But when, and remember, it goes back to, if you don't do it my way, you can't operate in my system. God, I trust in you. Hiding in plain sight. Hiding in plain sight. Every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody walking or talking except you've been so assigned. Man, I'm here to tell you right now, this is not a fearful message because God doesn't use fear. He never uses fear. He only tells you, hey, this is the root about what's going on, but I'm going to show you how to overcome. I'm going to show you how to how to triumph over the situation. I'm going to show you, hey, I've already made a way of escape for you. I've already, I've already begun a new thing. I'm gonna make, make rivers in the desert. I'm gonna make a way out of no way simply for you. But Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter three, he says, except you be born again, you can't even see or comprehend the kingdom of God. So whatever head bowed, every eye closed, pray this prayer with me in accordance to Romans chapter 10, verses 8, 9, and 10. And you will be, like we said at the very beginning, transitioned from the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, into the kingdom of God. Repeat this after me. Dear Heavenly Father, dear Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus, I do believe Jesus Christ. He's the son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carry my sins for me. I believe he's put in a grave. He's alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. I repent of sin. I'm sorry, Lord. I receive your offer of forgiveness. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth. He leads and guides me and to all truth. I receive it right now. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm whole. I'm complete. I'm born again. I'm back in position, back into the kingdom, and back in the perfect will of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And if you pray that prayer for the very first time, we want to welcome you, welcome you into the kingdom of God, welcome you into the family, welcome you, welcome you, welcome you. Now, what's your next step? Man, you need to get trained on what and how to operate according to the kingdom. Remember, Jesus, when he was writing that letter to the people in Matthew chapter six, as that famous Sermon on the Mount, he was telling them, hey, you can't serve both because they was trying to continue to, to worship God, but they also kept bowing down at the altar of of mammon and he says you can't serve both he said you're gonna love one and hate the other uh despise one and cleave to the other you can't serve god and serve at the altar of mammon 
God is your ever-increasing supply. He is El Shaddai. He's the God of more than enough. Now, does that mean quit your job and say, man, forget it then. I ain't working no more. That's not even wisdom. That's called foolishness. We work for a giving, not for a living. In other words, my job is not my source. It's a resource. God's my source. Job is a resource in order for me to get seed so I can sow back into the kingdom so the kingdom of God can expand. And I'm expecting my increase in harvest from the father. Now, he may use a man or a woman or a company or whatever the case may be, but my trust and my confidence is not in them. It's only in him. So we want to welcome you and thank you for joining us here at Ignite uh, Depot. We want to thank you for joining us here right now in Jesus name. And we want to invite you to if your church is closed and you are and you are going to watch it online. Hey, man, come back next week to get more on, you know, hiding in plain sight. And, and, and what's the next step? Now that I know what's going on, what's the next step? What's the practical steps in order to carry this thing out? My name is Milton Jones on behalf of my sister Chuen and all those here at Ignite Depot. We want to thank you for joining us. Have a blessed week. See you next time. Bye bye.